Welcome to the Open to Hope show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria Horsley, with my daughter and co-host. Dr. Heidi Horsley. Heidi, we're going to talk about an important topic today because uh, we're going to talk about how the world views mental health and grief. Our guest today is involved with trying to change the ideas of how those are viewed. So uh, she's one of our Open to Hope writers, and we're excited to have her on. Do you like to introduce her, Heidi? Sure, I'd love to. So we're going to talk today with Dr. Samantha Ruth. She is a licensed psychologist and a brief spouse. She is the founder of Grief Hab and Samantha Ruth Coaching. She is also a best-selling author of Faces of Mental Illness, and she is on the board for the National Alliance on Mental Illness and has won numerous awards, including the 2022 Mental Health Award, which honored Samantha with the most compassionate grief program. So welcome to our show, Samantha. Thanks so much for having me. It's awesome to have you on today. Now, you lost your husband very early of a sudden heart attack, right? Of a sudden heart issue. And uh, he was only... He was 46 at the time. I was 44. So you became an extremely young widow. And uh, and quite a process and quite going. You know, you were already a psychologist at the time. And I was wondering how your attitude changed when it happened to you because I know I was a therapist when my son was killed and hey I didn't know anything <laughs> right I was a therapist trained in trauma and grief and wow. that meant absolutely nothing whatsoever what did you learn from your lived experience that you didn't know uh my training meant nothing I I was lost I couldn't cope my anxiety which I've had my whole life went to a level that I'd never had and I couldn't function. I mean, I, I didn't want to work with clients ever again. <laughs> I didn't care about other people's problems. Uh, and I, I really had no clue what was next for me. Because mm -hmm. it was so overwhelming and the pain was so great and the feelings were so big. I, I think that was my takeaway when my brother died too. You know, you can read about pain, you can read about grief and loss, you can read about these things happening, but when it happens to you, like my mom said, it's like, wait a minute. Wow. This is, this is putting everything I ever knew into question. It's turning my whole world upside down. Mm -hmm. I, nothing mattered. I didn't mm -hmm. care about other people's problems. I didn't care about traffic, whether I was afraid that I was going to lose my temper with someone over mm -hmm. normal life issues, <laughs> because I had no tolerance for trivial things anymore. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I just really became very intentional about who and what I allowed in my life. How the heck did you get from that point to this point? Uh, well, there was a lot of pressure as a psychologist. I felt tons of pressure to get back to work, to get back to being fun, Sam, to get back to all of these things. And I wasn't having, having it. Mm -hmm. And at almost the one year mark. I decided to work with Jack Canfield, who oh. wrote all of the Chicken Soup for the Soul books. And I had no idea why. He was my mentor. I had no idea. It wasn't for my business. I just knew that that seemed okay. And that was the only thing that felt okay. Mm -hmm. And that led me to meet people who are now family. Uh -huh. I met my publisher. I met 
other widows who were further along in their journey. And I started breathing uh-huh. and I found my way, but it was at the two plus year mark that I said to a friend, I need rehab for grief. I couldn't find the support I needed with all of my background and my resources. And that's when I started getting passionate about needing to do something. If I can't find these resources, then I'm going to make them so that the average person has the support they need when this happens. My husband was very, very smart and, and financially savvy and had taken care of many things, but they're still closing accounts and mm-hmm. even canceling the cell phone, all of those tasks, anything that came in the mail that I had to do when I felt like I was finally able to get past one, another came. Yeah. And, and so everyone much would knock me backwards. And, and so those things, I was, I was like, this isn't healing. These are tasks. They're, this yeah. has nothing to do with healing. Right. Yeah. In fact, it's bad because people don't hear what you say on the phone. And finally, you have to say, listen, my husband just died. I'm not sure about this to get them to help you to, you know, not give you a hard time. You were talking about how there's discriminated against people who have anxiety and how grief kind of looked the same way. And I wondered how you'd coped with that because you were saying that you'd had anxiety early on. There's so much stigma surrounding anxiety and any mental illness. And once I lost Jim, I recognized that people are treating me the same way as a widow that they treated me with anxiety and they treat my clients with mental illness. There's this stigma. You, you stop getting invited to things. Mm-hmm. People stop calling. People don't approach you. There's this distance, this, and, and you learn later that, that people say, I wanted to call, but I didn't know what to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is this fear. People are uncomfortable around death and grief. So they don't say anything. And that's this culture. That's the world's lack of education. But I was so taken aback. And, you know, I was like, this is a problem. We don't have to just change and break stigmas around mental health. We have to do it with grief as well, because I need you. I need support. I don't need you leaving me alone. Like you said, Samantha, people wanted you to be old Samantha, fun Samantha, the Samantha you were before your husband died. And you were like trying to find who are you now, your new normal. And I think people get annoyed. I mean, I know when my brother died, like two weeks after he died, my people wanted to have fun Heidi back. And they were really irritated that fun Heidi was not here. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like like you said. So they stopped asking me to things and started to not, you know, include me as much because they didn't like this new person that I was at this point. And they also, the world has this idea that something happens after one year, that mm-hmm. after a year you're going to be able to do things again. And I did not have that. The second year was harder for me. Yeah, I think the second year is harder because then you're unfrozen and you're like, this is going to be my life. This is this is really what we're doing. I have a close friend who lost her husband a year after I did. I I was judged for doing too much on my own. I I healed through nature. I was I couldn't be around big crowds. It was mm-hmm. I I didn't want to be around a bunch of happy people. I was miserable. Right. Yeah. She couldn't be alone. She had to, she was, she couldn't be at her house. 
she needed to be around a lot of people. So mm -hmm. she got the slow down, you need to do more by yourself. And I got the Sam, you need to get out more and be around people. <laughs> Right. Lots of judgment. Tell us about your business. Cause I mean, I was reading about at your site and I wondered grief have, how can you spend that much time with one person? What do you, you know, you must be doing it 24 seven. I, I, but that's what I needed. And I mm -hmm. truly, when I said I need rehab for grief, I wasn't kidding. When a light bulb burned out that I couldn't reach, I yeah. called my brother in Michigan sobbing hysteric, like, what could right. he do? But Googling a handyman mm -hmm. that was overwhelmed. Like I couldn't figure out how to do that. Uh -huh. So I have fewer clients okay. that I do those things for. I had a client who could not on the side of the road, figure out what to do. And I'm calling AAA in California for her. Right. So mm -hmm. anything that. that overwhelms them, they send it to me yeah. and they know it, it's it's like I'm I'm their human Xanax and <laughs> they know I'm there you're kind of a concierge service I would say as yeah plus plus there and there are those run by non-trained counselors and mm -hmm. there's counseling agencies without concierge so I'm both yeah, I love it. You're doing both. I love it. It's it's a beautiful service you're doing. I wish mm -hmm. I'd known about it two and a half years ago. I would have been in touch with you after my husband passed away because I, you know, it was a lot, even though I had um, support people, you know, in there to help me. But, you know, I also had something. Um, my son, you know, died in an automobile accident years ago. And uh, I, I, I think that uh, I kind of likened it to going to Mount Everest without oxygen. And when my husband died, I had been on the journey. I knew I was going to live because I think that's one of the things when you have the big loss, the spouse or the child or you know, if your parents are living with you or, you know, those big losses and nobody can tell you which ones are going to be the big ones uh, until it happens to you. I think when you've had it, it was my thought that, you know, you're going to you can live when you do it again. I, I really felt that I wasn't going to live. Did you ever feel that? Like, oh, yeah. 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 And I. I had had back surgery. And so I knew I had to take care of my back. And I knew I had to take care of my dog. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I have to do these two things. I don't know what else I have to do, but I'll do these two things <laughs> each day. Um, right. Yeah. Well, yes. and, and I think that both Samantha with your husband and with my brother, it was out of order, you know, because we feel like grandparents die first and then parents and then, to, you know, it, there's an order to things. And when somebody dies in their 40s, that's out of order. Or my bro in my brother's case, he's, he was a teenager. So it really, it's really jarring, as you both know. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking about your furry friend that you're talking about. Yes. Uh, Heidi has a dog she loves dearly. And I've had been a dog person. I happen to have one right now. But they are... Anxi help you with anxiety I mm -hmm. think and uh having that warm body there that greets you when you come home yeah and she was grieving as much as I was yeah it 
was the hardest thing for me. We, we have two now. Um, and my little one is like her service dog. They're inseparable. And mm. she healed us both. I mean, I, that, that's what brought joy back. I'm happy joy. That was like, I never thought I would laugh again. And the dog gets you out of bed and gives you a purpose and meaning because you have to get up and take care of it. Mm-hmm. And they're warm. And I'll have clients say, I'm not, I, like, I'm, I'm, I'm only here for my kids. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, you, that's fine in the beginning. I was yep. only here taking care of her too. Right. <laughs> that, that's, that's what it is in the beginning. You don't want to be here when you lose someone like that. And let me put the other point, since we're talking about it, and when people lose their furry friends. I mean, that can really Absolutely. You know, if, if your dog's your person that's with you and your dog dies, it, it can be really, I think people minimize well, that. Especially Absolutely. because, you know, your dog may have known the person that you were, like Jim, your husband, right? The dog and him were connected. So, you know, then you, if you have a, a pet die, like you said, that's another loss, another connection to the person that you love that has died. Oh, yeah. She, she's been through it with me. Yes. Now, tell us about your book. Breaking stigmas and giving people hope. Our mission with this is not to make money. It's not to be bestsellers. It's not to, we, we're not even selling. Like, we want this book in as many people's hands as possible to inspire to let people know that there's hope so so people understand we got through our stories you can get through yours uh we're currently working on faces of mental illness for anxiety interesting that we're talking about anxiety that's the next one well tell us about your program for people who are listening i mean what you will do for them if they sign up with you because it's pretty amazing there's 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 a facebook community for any and everyone and it's for any type of loss loss of a pet loss of a job moving is loss of you know any type of loss there's loss in this world right now with Mm -hmm. people are dealing with so much uh i work with my clients individually i do anything and everything that is overwhelming for them uh you get a letter in the mail and it's stressing you out take a picture and send it to me and then put it away (laughs) um i just know that I could not do anything. I really, truly couldn't figure out what to eat. So a lot of people will say, here's a list of nutritionists Mm -hmm. and then send you home. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to find the one that's the best. And then she's going to go do everything. And you're going to open the refrigerator and have everything there. And all you have to do is eat. That's amazing. That's a, that's an incredible service. I have to say. It is indeed. Well, where can, where can people get your book and you're uh, online of where? SamanthaRuth.com or GriefHab.com. They're, they're all the same. They go to the same place. All right. And the book Spaces of Mental Illness. Well, thank you for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Samantha. And thank you for everything that you're doing for those that have had a loss. Thank and you. Thank- Thanks everybody for joining us on this show today. And Heidi and I always want to remind you that if you've lost hope, please lean on ours until you find your own and God bless. I'm Dr. Heidi Horsley. You have been listening to Open to Hope, the podcast. You can follow Open to Hope on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To learn more, visit us at opentohope.com and go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe. I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. Join us again next week 
for another Open to Hope conversation, where we invite you to lean on our hope until you find your own.